0: Hey guys, this is Peyton Guthrie, one of the co-hosts of Through the Keyhole. Uh, this is a preview to a Patreon podcast with Parker Gillum of Rock MN Nation, uh, previewing um, and recapping the 2023 season that Missouri just racked up for winning the Cotton Bowl and kind of giving them a look ahead of what OU fans should expect out of Missouri in 2024. If you like it, you can uh, listen to the rest of it over on patreon.com slash through the keyhole. Boomer! it is to be champions. Oklahoma, intended. Welcome to Through the Keyhole in Oklahoma Football Podcast. I am one of the hosts, Peyton Guthrie. And if you're listening to this, you're a patron. So thank you so much for supporting us and our little micro business, our little shindig that we do here to uh, cover all, all things Oklahoma and the wider sport of college. Uh, this is the offseason. So we're really trying to branch out our content. It's not just about Oklahoma. We are opening the scope to talk about who Oklahoma will be playing next season and maybe get a little advanced scouting on the different programs in the big bad SEC. So to do that and to kick this off, we've got Parker Gillum of Rock M Nation, part of the larger SB Nation uh, network. And you can probably hear all three of my dogs losing their minds in the background. But we'll have to fight on through that. Uh they're very excited. boomer soon rain all summer long. No, I guess winter right now, but they will be all off season long. But anyway, really long ramble to say. Parker, how you doing? Thanks for joining.
1: Yeah, doing good. Glad to glad to be on. It's kind of it's fun to be kind of a part of this, the the transition of the Oklahoma fan base kind of getting, you know, indoctrinated in the SEC, mizzou's fan base being reintroduced, to Oklahoma and all the history that's that's there with that. So I think it's really fun because we'll, we'll get more into it later, but Mizzou's been more looking for Arkansas has been a rival of sorts, but they, they're stronger ties to a lot of those schools from, from the old big eight, big 12 days. So I think it's, it's, it's exciting. The fan is this game is already circled on everybody's calendar. That is for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you used the, the correct word there, the indoctrination of Oklahoma fans in the SEC. Uh, I'm expecting to get some sort of pamphlet in the mail to let us know when we're supposed to care about games and when we're not supposed to care about games and when we start chanting SEC. So I, I, I await that. I cannot wait to start, uh, start that off. But uh, before we get into too much silliness about it, Missouri had uh, 11 wins, to caps it off beating Ohio State, big-time program-defining win potentially. Uh, in the Cotton Bowl, um, gets to double-digit wins for the first time in, I believe, nine years, almost doubles uh, Eli's to- season single-season one second, these dogs. One hot second. Five minutes later. Sorry about that. Uh, one of the, there was apparently another dog that had the audacity to uh, exist. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Missouri getting to 11 wins, basically doubling the single-season win total, uh, that Eli had had at that point in time uh, at Missouri, I think he had five wins, six wins, six wins, and now getting up to eleven. So that's a big giant proof of concept for him. When let's be honest with you, potentially could have been on the, on the hot seat if he had not gotten to a bowl game or another five six win season. Uh, but what did that what was that season like for you guys? What was it like for the actual Missouri fan base, not just a, a sooner looking from the outside in?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 been a long time coming. It's, it's a fan base that's been waiting on, between football and basketball, really, uh, you know, something to really cheer for. Basketball team last year, Dennis Gage's first year, kind of gave them a little bit of a taste for it. But football team this year, you saw, I mean, in my, I'm a senior now at the university. In my four years here, I've never seen pro field like it was this year. Just sold out environment. Student section was uh, incredible throughout the year. So it was great to see that they rallied around this team. It was also just an easy team to cheer for. I mean, you had stories like Cody Schrader, Darius Robinson, uh, just so many you know veteran leaders on this team that were even better people. Uh, do a lot of work in the Columbia community. Uh, Schrader's story is obviously well documented, coming from D two ranks uh, and being, becoming the SEC's leading rusher. So, easy team to get behind. Fan base was long awaiting this, this level of success. Um, I think you had, you also had a lot of in-state kids on this team. That's something that we're going to continue to see. That's another reason this fan base was really, uh, it was easy to kind of rally around them. So, you know, I, I look at, I do you touched on drink puts a lot and kind of how it was a hot seat season for him and people don't know if he was still going to be here by, by the end of uh, end of the year. I do credit him a lot for what he did and almost for what he did not do this year. You know, those first couple of seasons, he was so hands-on with the offense calling a lot of the plays and, I was to the ire of a lot of the fan base when the offense was of course struggling passing game really never took off. Took a step back, Kirby Moore steps in. You want a little bit more hands off. You focused more on being a CEO manager of the program, more on the recruiting side and kind of being the face. Moore's offense obviously exploded. Brady cook never looked more comfortable. And then he hired Blake Baker two years ago, who obviously now at LSU, but ended up being a great hire. So I credit drink for who he has hired, not even just the coordinator, that entire staff is really top notch. So Huge year. It, it was the breakthrough season that it, it, he had to have, you know, it didn't have to necessarily be 11 wins, but he needed to have a breakthrough and show those, those steps forward. Uh, and he certainly did as a program. The best news is that it also looks to be sustainable at that level is the next question going forward. But with the way the recruiting is going and the culture, especially within the program NIL success um, there, there's a lot uh, to look forward to for, for Missouri. So fan base is excited, but, at the end of the day, this is a fan base if I've learned anything. That they're fairly fair weather, you know, as a lot of SEC fan bases are. And they uh, struggled next year, and they're going to they're gonna start asking questions again. It's, it's a never-ending cycle in, in this great league that, that we call home, which I feel like Oklahoma has a sense with in the terms of that one bad season, and there's a lot of questions being asked over there. So I think the Sooners are already kind of used to that that
0: culture. Yeah, you talked about the fair weatherness about it. I mean, uh, my assumption in, in – it, and feel free to, to, to completely cut me off and say if I'm if I'm being wrong about this. My assumption is when you said you know the fair, fair weather side of this stuff for a lot of SEC programs is that when you're in a conference with a Georgia with an Alabama, you kind of say okay we're going we're shooting for third. <laughs> let's see if we can get up there. Let's see if we can do that. And if that doesn't quite look like it's going to happen, it can be okay. Let's close it up. It's fine. Next next season you've got something there. You know Oklahoma in the Big 12, at least, has always been, OK, we're number one. And if we're not, what the fuck's happened? <laughs> you know, it's a different type of a mm-hmm. thing there. It's it's less of like, let's go home. And it's more, OK, let's knock some doors down and figure out who who messed up. You know, it, it's a, from a different perspective. And I think Oklahoma fans, obviously, as they adjust to the SEC and adjusted mm-hmm. there being other sharks around, will be uh, will be very interesting for the fan base, uh, to say the least. Uh what are your thoughts on uh so yeah we, we talked about there uh you know you know eli getting to to 11 wins the last time he had 11 wins uh you know gary pinkle get, gets it in 2014 11 and three uh and then he has a down year uh retires uh i believe then barry odom takes over doesn't quite get over the hump again now eli's had to take over from that and now has built it up to 11 win season uh when you first went to that sec in this program like i said uh, you go into it recently um, I mean, still being a, a student at Missouri. Uh, congratulations, by the way. It must be a fun times to have that, especially on your senior <laughs> year. It must be actually great to oh, have, yeah. like, cap off that way.
1: Because uh, I was scared. I was scared I wasn't going to get to see a good team, and yeah. I, I got lucky last year. hey You got one.
0: You got one. Uh, is there any was there any buyer's remorse from your opinion just from a fan base like i know money's rolling in and all that type of stuff and nebraska fans will always say yeah but look how much money the program's making i'm like that must be great you're losing a lot of football games so that can't be fun (laughs) uh do you think there's any buyer's remorse from the fan base you know after that quick initial success uh you know in that maybe that you know that eight year period or so When things weren't quite working out, it didn't seem like, you know, getting to a bowl game was considered a success when, you know, in the Big 12, you would have a a double digit win kind of sprinkled in every three years or so.